Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Healthy is Hot podcast. I'm your host, Chloe Wilde, TV host by day, sweatpant connoisseur by night, and a health and a life coach always. From hashtag to movement, we believe that loving all sides of you is what's healthy, and healthy is hot. Come hang out as we have raw, real conversations with badass individuals living passionate lives, thriving to make their dreams come true, and diving deep into how they got to where they are. And the best part? How health is a key component of all of it. From the highs to the lows, we get into it. From fitness to mental health to aspirational careers, get ready to be inspired. Also, we don't hold back. There might be swearing, there's definitely going to be some laughing. And hopefully you can take something away from these conversations to live your best life, to live your Healthy is Hot life. Brought to you by Clarence. Well, hello, Healthy is Hot community. Your girl Chloe is here with another podcast episode. I just got back from a one-month holiday of pure adventure, doing uh, very little healthy activities, mostly eating, mostly drinking wine, mostly living life and not worrying too much about my health goals. But now I'm back and I couldn't imagine a better person to hang out with on the pod because I am so ready to dive deep into the world of wellness and health and balance, of course. And so we have Mel Grouds joining us certified personal trainer, registered nurse, and of course, founder of Melrose Training. Now, what I love about Mel is she actually specializes in strength training, and she's got a no bullshit approach when it comes to wellness for women. And if you've listened to this podcast, you know that I'm all about no bullshit approach to life. People train with her to reach their fitness goals, and they do so in a very efficient way by building healthy habits that stick around, which is also very important to me. I hate quick fixes. I hate fad diets. I'm all about sustainable, healthy habits. And so Mel, you are the perfect person for me to talk to after literally filling my body with the most delicious South African wine and all the bread in the world. And now I'm ready to dive in. So thank you for being like my motivation for today. And hopefully our community will feel that as well. Oh, thank you so much for having me. And I love exactly what you're describing because I'm all for taking a break, taking time off, not thinking about your workouts, going on vacation, enjoying life. But that energy that you bring when you want to jump back in, you feel so refreshed. You feel so excited. So I'm excited. It's going to be everyone. <laughs> yeah. I will say I've never, I mean, I, I've never taken a month off of work. First of all, I never got on a month long adventure, but I felt like after the pandemic, I was so burnt out and craving an adventure that I used more than my year's vacation to just go on this wicked journey around the world. And I was like, I'm just going to do whatever the fuck I want. I'm going to have my own little eat, pray, love adventure where I don't care about carbs. I don't care about like my movement goal for that day. I'm just going to do what feels good for my body in that moment. And we did lots of hiking and surfing and like still lots of healthy eating, but definitely, definitely took me out of like my current health routine. And so now I get to come back and kind of shake that etch a sketch clean and decide how I want to show up for myself today, tomorrow, as we head into the summer months, which is kind of a fun thing. I don't know if you felt that in your health and wellness journey. Like sometimes you just need to shake it up. And sometimes that means stepping back. Sometimes like that's a res- as a result of an injury and it forces you to kind of look at your fitness. But have you ever experienced that where you're like doing it, doing it, doing it. And then you're like, I got to shake it up. Many times over, especially I think back to the start of my fitness journey, starting as a total beginner seven years ago, going through all of the phases, trying to force things that didn't feel right, trying to force things that I didn't enjoy. For me, I know I'm, you know, not into running. I don't, maybe that changes with time. Maybe one day it will write it off. But, you know, just an example of, of sort of 
shifting things, um, you know, taking a look at what you're doing and, and just knowing that it's, it's totally okay to, to change your mind, to add new things, to take a pause. And, you know, it's inevitable to whether it is something fun, like a vacation. I tell my clients all the time, life happens and in any sort of training program or any sort of fitness pursuit, whether it's for, you know, better, for worse, things come up. It's, it's within your control. It's not within your control. It's just inevitable. And it's really about how you choose to jump back in and sort of play that long game. Yeah. You know what you said? And I, I read it and I was like, whoa, the, the fact that you only got into health and wellness like six or seven years ago, which is so interesting because so many people I talked to on the pod, they were like raised and in a very like active athletic environment, they played varsity sports or, but like, I think it's so cool that you actually found fitness later in life. So can you kind of take us back to the beginning? Like, what were you like before fitness? How did you find it? And how do you feel now? Yeah, absolutely. So it's definitely been a journey. I, you know, didn't grow up playing sports. I am not at all naturally athletic, still not coordinated, but we're working on it. <laughs> you know, none of it really came easy to me. And for a long time, especially growing up um, and, you know, in, in early adulthood, I really kind of wrote, wrote that off for myself and just said, it's not going to be my thing. I guess I'm just not one of those people. There's two types of people, active people, and then there's me and that's just how it is. Um, and I never really gave it a shot. And, you know, it wasn't until I, you know, moved to downtown Toronto, was working as a nurse, was really looking at, ways to take care of myself so I could take care of other people, ways to fill all of my weird times off with shift work. But I started to notice the studios and Toronto has such an incredible class culture and studio culture. And it was actually soul cycle that I noticed first because I knew that I had read about it and celebrities seated at us weekly and celebrity, I knew celebrities went there. Um, so when it opened in Toronto, I thought, okay, you know, maybe I'll go try that. And um, it's so cool because for so many people, I think, you know, there's, there's studies that actually show this, that spin is very often sort of the gateway into the world of fitness because it's, fun. Um, and it's kind of, you know, fun first workout second with a class like that. So that was where it started for me. Um, and, you know, I spent lots of time doing that and it really just showed me that I could enjoy moving my body. It could be fun. It didn't have to feel like a chore and that when you really find that place, that's when you want to make the time for it. So I went from sort of you know, imagining, truly thinking that I could never really make the time because, um, you know, it's easy to fill your day. It's, you know, life is busy. And I used to really think um, it just, it just wasn't going to be something for me, but finding an activity that I enjoyed really just opened up this whole new world. And from there it unfolded to trying different things, branching out, trying everything, um, which I think is such a, a valuable experience for anyone starting their fitness journey, knowing that, you know, each workout, each class, each instructor, each day, everything feels different. And, you know, I used to really think that exercise was, was kind of lumped into this one blanket idea, but there is something for everyone. So, you know, it really, it really started there for me, um, sort of going through all of the phases, learning lots of things, the hard way, feeling confused as well, working out, not being really sure how to reach my goals, working out, not being sure why I wasn't reaching my goals. And ultimately that you know, led to me becoming a trainer to share that with other people and help streamline that process. Wow. So that first class, when you finally decided like, okay, I got it. I got to try something. Were you nervous? Were you terrified? Like going to a soul cycle class or a ride class or a spin code class, like any of those like iconic spin classes that we can go to in, in Toronto or various cities, depending on where you're listening to this from sometimes can be a very intimidating place to go. Like, how was that for you? 
Yeah. You know, I think the dark room definitely helped. And just the idea of, I just need to move my legs back and forth. It seems simple enough. Um, you know, you can go in the back, kind of do your own thing, but this is such a real, this is such a real thing that people struggle with. And, you know, I train with many clients now being on the other side who, who have this pressure and have felt like they have to get in shape first before going to a workout class, or they have to look a certain way, um, or, you know, implement certain habits before training with a trainer. Um, so it's, it's very much a real thing. And I, I think, you know, one of, one of the things to keep in mind with that idea is we're all just doing our own thing and no one is ever judging you as much as you're sort of in your own head, right? Everyone's there thinking about themselves. So that's, that's definitely something that I share, but you know, I've, I've certainly felt intimidated, um, particularly with weights. I mean, now I specialize in strength training for women, but and that, that comes as a product of completely avoiding weights for years, staying fully, fully away, feeling way too intimidated to even try and get close to them at the gym. Um, so it's a process. And I, you know, I think when you make that one first leap out of your comfort zone, like with anything, that first workout class might be really tough to get to, but that next one might feel a little bit easier mm -hmm. or maybe you try something new. So, um, you know, just a good reminder to keep going, but I've been there. I've even been there recently. You know, I, I'm not for, um, any sort of intimidating environment. I completely am with you. Fitness is for everyone. Um, so I think, you know, when, whenever you're sort of experiencing that it's maybe something from within, but maybe that's also just not, not the right fit for you. So I've been there, um, a little bit of trial and error, but it's all, it's all part of that process. And it's so worth it when you really find something that, that at least sparks your interest. Maybe you like it at first and then you learn to love it. Okay. Wait, so you started your health and wellness journey as like a full blown adult. You had this yes. belief that you were not like a sporty person. You got it. You got a taste of it, but you were still working full-time as a registered nurse. Now you're no longer working full-time as a registered nurse. So like that six, seven years is not a long time to a get introduced to health and wellness, B build a passion for it for yourself, then build a business for it. And then leave being a registered nurse. Like that's a lot Mel in six years. Totally. It's been a whirlwind and I would have never guessed that a, I would have even stuck with working out. Um, I remember I went on vacation very early on in my fitness journey and I was so stressed out that that was the end of it for me. I just felt like it was just a matter of time before I just kind of fell off the wagon and, you know, we were done that phase and we were back to the normal Mel that I, I thought I would be, you know, not working out. So it's definitely been, um, you know, a journey, um, I also, you know, thought that my, <laughs> I didn't foresee all of this coming. Um, you know, I, I was uh, a registered nurse working full time. That was, and still is such, you know, a big piece of my, my heart. Uh, but when the pandemic happened in 2020, I think it just shook up so many things for all of us. Um, I had been feeling really burnt out for a long time, really not like myself. And I just hit, hit a point where I had to ask myself who is, you know, what, what is my justification and you know, who is this really helping, right? You're not helping other people. If, um, you know, you're really, you're really feeling that burnout for yourself, whether that is your job, whether that's your family life, it really pushed me to reevaluate how I wanted to do things. So in 2020, I sort of went from doing um, fitness on the side, working at an amazing gym, doing personal training um, to stepping away from nursing at that time. I thought maybe it would be for a little bit, you know, kind of gather my thoughts, maybe, you know, focus on fitness for a little bit, but gyms were closed. So I was kind of at this unique, unique crossword. And one thing I'll say as well is it is 
or it was so not within my, you know, personality to make a big leap like that. Um, I think looking back, it's one of those things when you, when you want to make a big change, there's no such thing as a, the good, as a good time. Mm. And for me, I was really fortunate that, you know, the silver lining of all of that was that I was thrust into this world of, of fitness, um, you know, not ever really having been associated to build credibility at a gym. I wasn't active on social media. Melrose training did not exist. I hadn't developed any of that, but suddenly I found myself full time in it, having to make all of those scary decisions, having to just go for it, which I think for me was such a blessing because otherwise it very well may never have happened. Right. It may, and that would have been a great life too. And that's okay. But, um, you know, I know for me being pushed so far out of my comfort zone, it got really real, really fast and we just went for it. I'm stressed. Just like listening to the story of how Melrose training was born. I mean, the, the, it, it definitely was a whirlwind, but I have always felt trust in myself that we will figure it out and always felt trust in myself that I was making the right decision. So even with scary decisions where, you know, put lots of thought into, into everything, even if I didn't have an exact idea of where I wanted to go at the time, I had a sense of a direction. And I think when you know something is right for you, even if it doesn't make sense to other people, when you go with that, you just know, and I have always felt that. So even, even in it just being stressful circumstances and lots of pressure right from the start, I think it all played out exactly how it's meant to be. And I've, I've always felt that sense of this calm within the storm of this is, this is the right decision for me. Wow. Wow. You know that I was, I was in school to be, to become a nurse. I was doing my second degree at McGill in nursing. Um, and I experienced a horrible burnout halfway through my second degree because I just never stopped. And so I ended up taking a sabbatical because my physical health and mental health was just not doing good. So I actually didn't end up ever going back because then my whole life changed and I ended up you know, in TV, but that was initially the plan was to like become, I had these big dreams of becoming a nurse practitioner and, you know, opening up my own office and helping people. And it's so interesting because I was studying to be someone that provided care for someone. And yet I was not taking care of myself. I was so burnt out. I was a shell of a person. And looking back, I'm like, how did you ever think that this was going to be like doable for you? And so I kind of had to hit rock bottom in order for like my life to take a different direction for me to take care of myself. And it sounds like for you too, you had to experience this like wicked burnout, global pandemic, like all of these external and internal stressors for life to kind of carve out a new path. And now here you are just like a couple, like two years later, not even two years later, like the pan. Yeah. The pandemic was two years ago. It kicked off. Like, that's wild. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's so funny. I feel like maybe we would have connected even in a different life, yeah. you know, both ended up there, but um, it's so, it's so interesting and in how that all plays out. And I think one thing I've learned about burnout too, is, you know, I kind of thought that when I hit reset, um, you know, suddenly it would go away and, you know, it kind of be back to feeling like myself. But I think that's when the work actually begins. And that's when you actually sort of unpack, you know, what, what, what you have experienced when you're just kind of trying to stay afloat and just trying to, you know, get through life. So, um, you know, definitely resonate with, with you on that. So that's, you know, really the reason that I became certified as a trainer to share 
strength training with women and to make it really accessible and fun and simple. And, you know, it was really born through my own personal fitness journey. And then seeing so many parallels in my friends and family's fitness journey of, the, the typical narrative, these endless hours of cardio and staying away from weights because of all of the misconceptions surrounding them and, you know, endless ab workouts and burning yourself out and focusing on chasing a look and burning calories. And I was there for years. And, you know, the reality is it doesn't feel good to focus on those things. It doesn't set you up for success in terms of longevity. It doesn't help you build yourself up and reach your goals. And I got sick of it. All right, we're gonna take a real quick break for Chloe's Clarence pick of the week. I just gotta say, it has been so nice to be on holiday for a month, but it also feels really good to be back. But one of the things that I had with me on my trip in beautiful South Africa was of course some products for my lips because it's very sunny there, it's very warm, and I don't like to wear a lot of makeup when I travel, but I do like some shine and some nourishment and some hydration for my lips. And so you better believe that the Lip Comfort Oil collection from Clarence came with me. This is awesome, okay? I wasn't sure what it was when I put it on. I'm like, a Lip Comfort Oil? What is this? Is it gonna be oily? Obviously, it wasn't, friends. It's really awesome, and oil is actually at the heart of Clarence just history. They've been doing this for like 60 years now. They had an iconic face and body oil, and now they've expanded it to develop a lip oil. It's rich in botanical extracts, which basically is gonna help nourish and enhance your already gorgeous looking lips. Fun fact, we've got hazelnut oil, which helps to nourish the skin and protect against dehydration, yes, and organic jojoba oil, um, which is prized for its ability to nourish the skin without leaving a greasy feel. So even though it's called lip comfort oil, it's not gonna feel oily or greasy. So go check it out, and my current favorite, favorite color and scent right now is strawberry. Okay, let's get back to the podcast. So, you know, through... Through all of that, I landed on strength training for myself and I felt like I landed on a gold mine. I was like, wait, like how did it take me so long to find this? And I love now there's really a new wave of, of strength training, especially for women. That's, that's becoming so much more accessible, but it took me a long time. And I, I felt like so incredibly passionate to help streamline that for other people to help women especially sort of skip past all of that stuff and weeding through this wild world of fitness where there's so many amazing resources so and so many amazing people to follow but also being completely unregulated people can say anything and it, it can be so confusing to navigate it all on your own yeah. so I came into you know becoming certified with strength training at the forefront and from there connecting with clients it really, it really was so incredibly impactful. And I train with women now of all ages, all fitness levels, women who have been lifting weights for years were, you know, college athletes, women in their sixties who are discovering strength training and fitness for the first time after, you know, training to break themselves down and burn themselves out their whole entire lives. So, um, you know, that, that was always the focus and it, from there has only become even more of a movement and even more refined in sort of in terms of sort of my approach and the programs that I build and that bigger picture of your workout might be an hour in your day, maybe less, you know, that's, that's not even 4% of your day. How can we 
milk that, get the most from it, right? Feel better the entire rest of your day. Notice that difference in your daily life. So, um, you know, I think strength training in terms of fortifying your body, in terms of that longevity piece is just such an impactful way to move. And it's so results driven in that even if you start out and you're not quite sure about it, that impact that you feel in your energy and your confidence and your mood, getting stronger, feeling you know more functional day to day, that lights a fire in people who you know may may not have realized that they had that within them. So it's been super super special, and I'm all for team team strength training. <laughs> I'm into it. I like that you you ended there and saying that they had the power within them because like really friends, it's like within you. Like you are capable of so much but sometimes there's misinformation sometimes there's limiting beliefs sometimes whatever there's always barriers for entry but like it's always worth trying and you can mention some of the benefits but i'd love to break down like some of the mental health benefits you can get from strength training as well as like the nitty-gritty physical benefits the one thing that i really focus on with strength training is that bigger picture piece so when you're focusing on functional movements our simple squats our lunges our deadlifts our presses those sorts of movements not only only are super efficient at working multiple muscles all at once. So it's like doing more, getting more from the time that you put in. Um, but there are also movements that really mimic things that we do in daily life. So, you know, it doesn't take long to feel, of course, you get those immediate endorphins as with any style of training, but I literally live off endorphins. So that is a huge focus. Um, but that sort of sense of energy, right? You feel that difference in your mood and it's something that gets better over time. And it's something that people really notice, especially when you do get into a consistent groove, um, that sort of idea of your daily life getting easier. So whatever that means, for you, for some people that's keeping up with your kids, for me, that's keeping up with my dog, um, you know, things you notice you're helping a friend move and those boxes, you know, you just, you just have more ease sort of going through those motions, right? Standing for long periods of time, sitting your posture, all of those things are super impactful and they're more meaningful than just training to get abs. Um, and, you know, I always say, all goals are completely valid. Um, and often that's what kind of gets someone in the door to fitness or to strength training, this idea of maybe, you know, changing something within their body or, or chasing something there. Um, but these bigger picture sort of more rewarding, more fulfilling, more uplifting benefits that you feel in your day to day, most optimal way to really achieve those is through strength training. Um, and they are the most, you know, the most rewarding. And of course, Beyond that, the physical benefits, strength training is, of course, most optimal for building strength, um, for building muscle. And I, I like to highlight that, too, because I think it often comes as a surprise for many people that different styles of training and, you know, I preface this by saying, do what you love. Um, so there really isn't any sort of hierarchy. It's about doing what you love. It's about doing it for the right reasons. It's about showing up for yourself, but also knowing that different styles of training are optimal for different results. So, um, you know, I think for years, even myself, I did all sorts of cardio wondering why I wasn't seeing muscle definition. And, you know, that strength training piece is really optimal for building that muscle, building that strength, um, all sorts of, you know, benefits beyond that in terms of your bone density, um, you know, strengthening your ankles, your knees, that injury prevention posture, huge one. I, you know, I'm such a fan of training back. And that's a gap that I really see in lots of workouts, especially workouts marketed towards women, because you really, you know, do need to have some sort of resistance to do rows 
things like that, exercises that really work your back. Um, but even seeing yourself standing taller, or other people noticing that you carry yourself a little bit differently, all of these things, strength training gets you there in a super simple, super uplifting, super efficient way. And it just puts a positive spin yeah. on your fitness journey. And those physical changes, whatever it is that you're chasing, they come with time, but you're going about it in a way that feels good. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I've done many, many workouts in my, my many years of being on this quest to be healthy. And I feel very empowered after a strength training session. Um, and friends listening to this, like I'm not a uh, strength training is not my favorite form of fitness, but I know the impact and I know how good it is for my body and mind long-term, especially that bone density part in my mid thirties, got to keep my bones healthy. So when I am in my sixties, like the ladies you work with, I can still like come and crush it at the gym. But I feel the word for me, and it might be different for you, Mel, and for everyone listening at home, but like I feel empowered after I strength train. Like when I go for a long run, I feel like a badass. when, you know, like every workout brings a different feeling. And I always love to challenge people to check in with themselves before a workout and after a workout. So they can actually see the Im like immediate impact on how they feel and to hold on to that because so often we like rush through life without actually checking in with ourselves, but especially, if, especially if you're going to like show up and work out, why not check in with yourself at the very end and be like, okay, I see you feelings of empowerment. I'm going to come back to you. I'm going to come back and visit you more. Exactly. Yeah. And it multiplies. It's so true. I feel that too. And, you know, there's something about, I think, lifting weights and like challenging your own strengths and working at your own pace that really lets you like tap into whatever it is that you need. I love how working out in general can be a bit of a shape shifter, right? You're having a bad day, work out, feel better. You're having a great day, work out, feel even better. So yeah. it can really fill whatever it is that you need, but you know, for sure, after every single workout, you're going to leave feeling better. You'll have more energy. Um, and you know, it just, it just sets your, your, the rest of your day off on yeah. a really solid note. Okay. I want to talk about motivation for a second, because you posted something cool on Instagram that I think is a good reminder for all of us. And you wrote, the expectation is that the motivation is going to come first and then you're going to work out. And then you share that actually in reality, most of the time, the workout comes first and then all of a sudden motivation skyrockets. Oh my gosh. The ultimate hack. This is the thing we've been lied to about motivation. It's, it's so true because waiting for the right time to do something right waiting to you know start a new workout routine of course you know logistics aside sometimes life whatever we make it work but they're really you know waiting for the perfect time waiting to feel motivated we can be waiting a long time especially when it comes to working out and this sort of idea of you know having a realistic expectation that you're not always going to feel motivated i say that even as a trainer even as someone who i get fired up to work out with my clients, you know, those are my workouts too, but we're human and, you know, 5 PM, it's a, it's a tough time. You might be hitting a wall, those early morning workouts and early alarm is an, is an early alarm. And that is just the reality of things. Yeah. Um, so that, that is how it works. Motivation. Sure. Sometimes we've got it cool. We act on it, but you know, oftentimes it's that sense of sort of a gentle, healthy discipline of, you know, it may be this moment. I want to snooze my alarm, but I know I have it in me. So I'm going to take action. We're going to make it happen. We're going to get that workout in and then I'm going to feel motivated after. Right. And that reinforces that next workout. You have that higher level sort of deeper meaning in your motivation. And that, that is the truth. And, you know, 
I think that oftentimes this is where people crash and burn in their fitness journeys. At the start, we might have a whole ton of motivation. Starting a new program, it's exciting. It's new. The new year, you know, we, we might feel that, that sense of motivation. Then people start to worry when it tapers off, which is just a natural part of the process. Mm-hmm. So for anyone listening, you know, we're playing that long game. Um, and just knowing that that motivation is, is unreliable. It comes and goes. So we're going to pull those things out of our back pocket to get those workouts in. We're going to, you know, make sure we're hydrated. For me, it's a coffee does it every time we're going to get that music pumping, um, you know, get, get yourself in your outfit, um, for your workout. Maybe you do that first thing in the morning, if you can, and then it's just one step closer, prepping things in advance. We pull these little tricks out to make it happen. And then you got that motivation as a reward afterwards. Yes. Thank you for saying that. Because I think sometimes we put motivation on such a pedestal. Like if you have motivation, you are lucky, savor it because it might not be there tomorrow or the next day or the next day. You might have to wait for a new year's resolution, like Mel just said, or brand new program or or a vacation, whatever. But like action will always kind of lead you in the right direction. And then it reinforces the idea that you can actually motivate yourself, even in a moment where you don't feel motivated and you just got to take action because action breeds result, whether it's putting on your workout clothes, taking a sip of coffee, pumping the music, scheduling it in, having an accountability buddy, like set yourself up for success. And the best way to do that is to have steps in place and action items that are easy, manageable, doable, and that you can actually show up consistently too, because leaning on motivation might leave you feeling a little bit frustrated. Totally. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Okay. So we talked a little bit about some tips, but I'd love to hear your tips on building consistency and longevity in your routine. So whether you're interested training or not friends, like when it comes to living a healthy lifestyle movement is one part of it, but there's so many healthy habits that we can adopt to make ourselves feel a little bit better every day. So we can show up that much better for the people in our lives. So what are some tips on building consistency and longevity? Yeah, I think, you know, going in with that as your focus is really what sets you up for success in the pursuit of any fitness goals in any sort of fitness routine. Um, I always say we're playing the long game and, you know, for those reasons, I really recommend pacing yourself anytime that you're starting a new routine. Again, we've got that excitement. Anytime I start a new program, uh, you know, I always share with my clients, pace yourself, right? Let's, let's implement one thing at a time. Let's let that stick. Um, and then we can add on. So just knowing that, you know, we're really, the goal is really to do what you can be consistent with and, moving away from that all or nothing mindset um, is such a huge piece in staying consistent because this sort of crash and burn cycle, this all or nothing, you know, intense eight week challenge, and then no workouts for three months on and off and back and forth. It's discouraging. And it, you know, really takes away from the experience of working out to connect with yourself and to take care of yourself. So that is one of the big pieces, knowing that the perfect routine doesn't exist in terms of you know fitness, nutrition, any of those things and taking that pressure off of yourself and instead really striving to build something that you can sustain that feels balanced, that feels natural for you, knowing that that can change over time. Um, you know, what, what feels, what feels new and what feels challenging at the start of your fitness routine, give it time and let that sink in and we can build and you'll look back. Um, and you know, you can really, you can really see that transformation in yourself. I see it in myself of thinking, how could I ever make time to work out 
slowly making time, finding something you love. It all builds. It's all a journey. So just knowing that there really is no, no rush as well, despite what we see, all these sorts of transformations, many of which are stage, you know, some lighting or, or we're achieved in a completely unsustainable, unhealthy way. Um, so, you know, I always, I always want people to have realistic expectations in terms of that motivation, in terms of what we can expect from our workouts. Um, and in terms of, you know, what we're really aiming for, because balance and that consistency is absolutely number one. Yeah. And it's achievable. It's so achievable. And it's, I think those little baby steps. And like, I love that when you work with clients, you kind of stack things, but you don't rush it too quickly. You allow your clients the time and, and the kind of the, the messy bits to kind of sort themselves out with that new habit or that new exercise before adding more to it. Cause sometimes I think like, I'm going to become a healthy person today. And so I'm going to only eat clean and I'm going to drink all the water and I'm going to meditate and I'm going to work out and I'm going to call my family and I'm going to do all the things. And then all of a sudden it's like, I don't know if I can do all the things like what? Absolutely. Exactly. Exactly. And you know, this is one of the beautiful, beautiful things as well is I find that when people start working out, it starts to snowball into something bigger with time, right? So, you know, someone might start lifting weights or going to a spin class. And from there you start noticing, um, you know, how that makes you feel and you start wanting to take care of yourself in other ways, right? Maybe you start wanting to pay more attention to your your nutrition. You start paying more attention to your hydration, you know, your sleep, you want to fuel yourself for your workouts. So it really does snowball, but just knowing that that change takes time, even training in the most optimal, most efficient way, things take time. You can be doing all the right things. Um, and it's just a process. It's a journey. And I, I always want people to have that expectation, um, upfront because otherwise it feels really discouraging. Again, back to that no bullshit approach, friends, actual real talk, from the get-go, no false promises, Um, which really leads me to want to celebrate the fact that you have an awesome program that's launching May 2022. And so friends, if you're listening to this and it's before that, you've got a chance to join. And if not, go check out Mel's stuff anyways, because she's probably got something new by the time this cuts to your ears. So what's what's happening in the Melrose training world? Yeah. So I've got the next round of my signature live group strength training program, Melrose Training Club, starting May 9th, 2022. Um, And Melrose Training Club was really born out of a hybrid model of personal training, bringing the support, the attention, the detail, being able to text me, your trainer, when you need, you know, accountability, motivation, um, when you have questions, when you're wondering how you can train for your goals, having that touch point plus the hybrid, the energy, the accessibility, the flexibility of group fitness. So Melrose Training Club is my eight-week strength program. All of the workouts stream live, which is super helpful for accountability, um, for making it happen. We've got five live strength workouts a week um, that you can replay anytime, plus above and beyond support from me, one-on-one check-ins, um, really that higher level strategy workshops that you can understand and navigate this world of fitness, be a savvier fitness consumer, um, you know, make those day-to-day decisions to really reach your goals. Um, so that is starting up. This is our seven times sold out program. Um, you know, I'm super hands-on with it. MTC is my baby and really that, uh, that PT group fitness hybrid. So, you know, definitely, definitely love to train with, with anyone listening. If it sounds like that resonates with you, I've got all of the info on my website, melrosetraining.ca. Ooh. 
I mean, I'm into it. I'm into it. Sign me up. Um, Mel, this has been so cool. I loved talking to you and learning about your fitness story. And I think it's really inspiring that you found fitness a little bit later in life. Um, cause I think sometimes people think, oh, it's too late for me. It's never too late friends. Never. Um, and before I let you go, I always like to end the same way. And that is what does healthy is hot mean to you? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think healthy is hot really speaks to finding that, total body balance where you're in sync with yourself, um, or, you know, in the pursuit of of feeling that way, um, you know, showing up for yourself, taking care of yourself, whatever that means to you through movement. Um, but really doing it, you know, from a place that, that comes in as a partnership with yourself. That's what it's all about. Oh, I love it. I'm into it. On that note, I'm actually going to go for a run myself because I'm feeling real inspired. First run in like five weeks. So I'm going to take it easy. I'm going in with no expectation. I'm not going to track it on my tech. I'm just going to listen to some fire music. I'm going to go outside and see how my body feels. Do you approve, Mel? I love it. I think that is perfect. (sighs) Awesome. Thanks so much for hanging out today. Thanks so much. Take care. Well, 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 who else is feeling fired up and inspired after that chat? Yeah, same here. I can't believe I'm saying this, but just like that, another episode of the Healthy is Hot podcast in the books. Once again, I'm your host, Chloe Wild. And look, if you enjoyed this, go ahead and subscribe so you never miss out. Rate and leave us a cute little comment. Follow us on Instagram at Healthy is Hot. And remember, healthy is fucking beautiful. We'll see you next week. Brought to you by Clarence.